and welcome to the Rebel and Be Well podcast. I'm Krista Reimel, and in today's interview, we are going to be speaking with Jill Haspert, CEO of Foxtrot Marketing Group. Part of the Malax corporate venture family of companies, Foxtrot is proud to be one of the largest ethnic minority-owned businesses in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Prior to joining Foxtrot, Jill spent over 15 years in finance, marketing, and general management with General Mills and American Express. Jill was named a 40 under 40 leader by the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal in 2021. Well, Jill, thank you for being here with us today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to join us. And as we um, kind of gathered here in this room, I feel like I'm talking in a sermon. I have to stop already. <laughs> My cousin brings out the as church in me. As we gather here together. <laughs> this holy matrimony of all those that have deceased before us. <laughs> okay. We'll start over. All right. So, Jill, welcome. I'm glad that you're here with us today you, on the podcast. Thank you. Um, so, as we're sitting in a really unique space for a podcast to be recorded in the Self-Esteem Brands Tattoo Room, when you walk in, there's something that's always caught my attention, and it's the sign right behind us here that says Bleed Purpose. Mm -hmm. So, as one of the people named 40 Under 40 um, in the Minneapolis-St. Mm -hmm. Paul um, Business Magazine, I'm assuming that part of that is you are someone who's really purpose-driven. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me what makes you bleed purpose, much like the sign behind us? I love that question. That's a good intro question. Um, and the answer has changed a lot over, you know, as I think about the last 20 years. If you would have asked me this question 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I would have said my purpose is achievement. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to get the promotion. My mm -hmm. purpose is to be recognized. Um, and I look at that now, like, you know, back when I was in my late twenties and early thirties and, you know, getting my master's degree and trying to climb the corporate ladder and trying to like be more, achieve more. Um, I kind of realized like, even if I win the rat race, I'm still a rat. <laughs> yeah. so, and so, and, and even though I worked for amazing companies and, and just really had high integrity leaders that I really admired, mm -hmm. I kind of paused and I was like, what, what is this all for? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say like my purpose today is my family, quite simply. Like that, mm -hmm. that's what drives me. I have two um, beautiful little girls, um, my, my husband, Patrick, um, they're, they're my number one, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, we at Foxtrot, we have a family first culture, mm -hmm. um, family first always. Yeah. And we really try to just make sure that that's woven into our culture. Yeah. Um, so every employee knows that. It's not just Jill who can mm -hmm. you know take off for family events or emergencies or whatever, but mm -hmm. everybody has that flexibility to constantly put their family first always. Right. Um, that's that's our number one thing. Um, and so that's what's really purposeful for me today is you know being a mother to these two amazing little girls, mm -hmm. but then also having the opportunity to run this company. Um, that's a very purposeful company, right? Mm -hmm. So we're part of the Malax Corporate Ventures family of companies. Mm -hmm. um, and Malax Corporate Ventures, or MLCV, is the corporate arm of the Malax Band of Ojibwe. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's very purposeful to me that the work we do at Foxtrot, the profit that we generate, goes to fund um, really important initiatives at the tribe. Um, mm -hmm. Things like language preservation and you know um, health and human services work and community center building. And 
that that's what makes my job purposeful day in and day out mm -hmm. is I think about the work side of things yeah um, is that I'm not just helping our corporate partners put a logo on some cool merch right like mm -hmm. we're doing that and um, you know we're really serving an awesome group of employees and helping them you know achieve their career best yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think more importantly you know serving this um, this uh, the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe, which has typically been a disadvantaged group of people. So, sure, yeah, sure. so that's what makes it pers you know really purposeful for me, uh -huh. both on the family side of things and on the work side. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. see that. I, I, yeah, it's a kind of a dual, um, com combined, purpose-driven mm -hmm. mission for you, yeah. right? Like, it, yeah. it starts with the top rat, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it starts with the top. But I mean, you had you had does, to kind of yeah. fight your way through yeah. it a little bit. Right, but right. is that mm -hmm. common in? Do you think that's more common in forty and under than forty and older in terms? of leadership that balance of where you just said I'm my family yeah. comes first they're my purpose yeah um, I, I do think it is you know and, and I think about you know just the the place that I was at in my life you know when I graduated from the U of M with my MBA um, you know it was a very achievement oriented group of people mm -hmm. that I was with and I really thrived on that you know I um, if I look at my strengths finders you know mm -hmm. achievement is one of those right yeah I like being someone who um, you know uh, works hard and hustles and um, you know gets that recognition for that yeah. hustle so I do think that there is I think it was like a circumstantial you know kind mm -hmm. of feeling because I was with that group of people mm -hmm. and and I still stay really close to that group of people we just had our 10-year MBA reunion last fall yeah um, which was just fun but what I realized is that over the 10 years like everybody took a giant chill pill yeah we were so like we were so like <laughs> tightly wound so, before so, that yeah we like who can earn the most money yeah. you know graduating from grad school and who's getting the top jobs and who's moving out to the East Coast mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of these like very um, kind of honestly like as as i look backwards kind of meaningless things mm -hmm. in the in the scheme of things right right and now it's all about okay you know who, who's got the cutest baby mm -hmm. pictures of their mm -hmm. kids <laughs> and who's actually like fulfilling a life dream of working at this really cool nonprofit that they've always wanted to work at or who's fulfilling their you know their their or finding their purpose in life in other ways and yeah. so yeah it's it's just become a lot more it's become a lot deeper than the surface level mm -hmm. and some of the surface level stuff that we were focused on before. So, Which is I'm sure yeah. what attracts a lot of people to Foxtrot Marketing and your leadership style because as we're learning kind of in this time of the great resignation, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's seeking something different, something mm -hmm. more purposeful. Mm -hmm. And accolades are great at the moment, yeah. but then they come and they go, right? Yeah. And your family yeah. stays, right? right? So exactly. why not make them a huge part yeah. of your purpose mission? Right, so exactly. That's, yeah, that's an awesome answer. Yeah, and, we, and, I, and I say that a lot of time too. It's like, you know, I, I don't mean to be flippant about this, but anybody can be replaced at work. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like anybody, yep. <laughs> like none of us are so important, myself included. I'm like the least important person. I can be replaced, but I cannot be replaced within my family. Yeah. And and same for anybody on my team. And we try to make that really well known. You know, um, that's that's it. Like mm -hmm. you, you can be replaced here. Don't get me wrong. The work you're doing here is crazy right. important, and you're part of our team. Um, but but you know you you have to prioritize what's the number one in your life. And so. It's it's phenomenal that you give your employees, your team, your company mm -hmm. permission to do that because I think that's not all that common. Mm -hmm. Although it's clearly what employees and teams yeah. and you know yeah. mid level management is desiring. Right, mm -hmm. they want that permission mm -hmm. to be more balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we sit in this room, you know this tattoo room, right? So clearly this shows the depth of mm -hmm. the 
culture that they're trying to create here. And mm -hmm. when you walked in, you know, we kind of looked at all the different tattoos yeah. on the wall and that's the level of commitment that mm -hmm. people have here mm -hmm. um, to the company, to the brands, but it's also because this company really supports a lot of mm -hmm. the same philosophies that you mm -hmm. just um, mm -hmm. that you just shared. So in that, if you think about like your philosophy on personal or professional health, because mm -hmm. that's what this brand represents, right? Like so that's mm -hmm. the work that they do is preventative health. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a mission of yours. Mm -hmm. um, if you had to pick a tattoo, either like a symbol or a sign or a few words, what would your tattoo be that shows your health mission, your health philosophy? Um, I think it's pretty simple. I think my tattoo would just say, be still. Ooh, that's a good one. I am, um, I have like a high red achiever personality. Mm -hmm. Like we, we do these disc profiles mm -hmm. at work. So you've got the reds and the blues and the greens and the yellows. Yeah. I'm so a you high, don't use any I, exclamation points when you communicate? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. I'm green. <laughs> so I'm like all exclamation points. <laughs> so you know I'm excited so about what I'm saying. I'm just like, yeah. get to the point. Get it done. You <laughs> don't know, waste some time. Yeah. And so um, I do it with kindness, of course. But, <laughs> of course. But, but yeah. yes, I do have that like that. I, I have that red um, you know, you have a problem, you put uh -huh. a plan in place, you execute it, you uh -huh. solve the problem, right? Like yep. it's very, mm -mm, get it done. Right. I don't, you know, um, and so I, I find myself sometimes getting like overheated red yeah. if I, uh, have a stressful day or feel overwhelmed or there's just, um, you know, lots of moments like that during COVID mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, Absolutely. and so I have to remind myself like Jill, just like be still. Like mm -hmm. take in what's happening around you, excuse yourself from it yeah. if you have to. Um, and just finding that calm and stillness has been a huge, um, not only stress reliever for me, mm -hmm. but it's made me more reflective. Yeah. Um, and I've actually started implementing this practice too, where every Friday afternoon I have a block on my calendar mm -hmm. from 3.30 to 5. Um, mm -hmm. Occasionally that block on my calendar is superseded by a happy hour, which is always, <laughs> always fun. But that, yeah. but that block on my calendar is intended to be reflection and journaling. Mm -hmm. And not journaling about my life, but journaling about work. And I have found, I've done this for many years and I found it to be, um, really the greatest source of my aha moments and learning mm -hmm. about how I operate as a leader and areas of improvement for myself. It's not so much about journaling that individual thing or circumstances or whatever happened that week, the challenge right. or the celebration of that week. It's in looking across the weeks that I'm like, oh, I'm seeing a theme. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I have and I have those aha moments. And then I can actually, you know, take those aha moments and, you know, make a statement around them and put them forward as I as I think about what do I want, you know, how I want to change and, and achieve things differently in the future. So yeah. so but it, but it that doesn't happen unless you be you know, unless you're still yeah. and you turn off that email, you turn off mm -hmm. that phone, you eliminate distractions. Um and I think this is just too, like on a day-to-day -day basis, that's that that's how I operate as well. I, I spend most of my day in conversation. Mm -hmm. I spend most of my day talking and listening and interacting with people, and I love that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. So that's a really important part of my job. 
and in the evenings, mm-hmm. I need quiet yeah. and I need stillness. And so I find that in reading and just, you know, um, I'm kind of a night owl. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's genetic. Like, yep. <laughs> after after the kids are in bed, uh-huh. um, you know, just having um, just, you know, uh, just quiet, you know, no TV, mm-hmm. um, reading something fiction or nonfiction mm-hmm. or that that's my that's my solitude. Yeah, that's my stillness. And that's so that's stillness. that's been really important to me. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful answer. Have you heard of the book from Ryan Holiday? Uh, stillness is the key, or stillness is the way. I believe I it's no. I need to get your copy okay. of that. No, yeah. it's a great book. And yeah. even though you're a red, and I yeah. tend to be more green yeah. and yellow, right? And in, mm-hmm. in the way that we approach things, mm-hmm. it really talks about the beauty of stillness and how it's kind of a lost art mm-hmm. in our culture today. We are so fast-paced. We yeah. just go, 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 and information yeah. is constantly coming at us. Yeah. And this talks about that ancient practice mm-hmm. of health and just mm-hmm. the importance of taking time yeah. to really be still and reflect. The solitude and yeah. stillness. And, and I think it's interesting, too. I... Um, I it, I have had to learn how to do this. This has not come. This has not come naturally to me. But um, I, I think too, you know, one thing I'm really constantly trying to fight, you know, both with myself and with my team, is this yeah. this feeling of being always available. Yeah. Um. So we, you know, during COVID, we shifted how we communicate as a mm-hmm. team. We started implementing more you know, Slack messages mm-hmm. and more, um, you know, chat messages, mm-hmm. lots of texts and, um, and, and it's, there's sometimes this feeling of like, doesn't matter what hour of the day it is. Mm-hmm. If there's a Slack message, you, you, you better respond. Right. Even if you're just giving a thumbs up emoji. Right. And that, that was my, that, 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 that was me, right? Yeah. Like I wasn't pushing that on my team. That was just, I felt like as the leader of this company, I had to always, always, always be available. And I had this aha moment when I was getting massaged and I, and I like strategically positioned my cell phone. Like, so I had my head in this bolster and I had my cell phone like this. So yeah. I, and I'm like, and that's how you're getting a massage. Like, this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Right. And so, so, you know, I, I've, I've gone away. Like there's no emergency yeah. that is so big that I cannot shut my phone off for an hour. Right. 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 I, I have an amazingly capable team of people, um, that are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They can handle emergencies as they mm-hmm. pop up. There is no need for any of us including me to be available 24 seven. Right, and right. so that's been another, again, has not come easy, easy. but that's something that I'm trying to, trying to do yeah. is to like purposely turn yeah. off my cell phone, leave it in the mudroom mm-hmm. when I get mm-hmm. home from work. So it doesn't come to the dinner table. I can spend that time with the kids and, um, yeah. but it's, it's something I've had to learn how to do. So, well, it's a slippery yeah. slope mm-hmm. and it's tough in our society, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I always tell, I used to tell patients, you know, it's, easier to make unhealthy choices in our world yeah. today than healthy choices. Yeah. So that's a healthy choice, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm yeah. putting that boundary up for myself mm-hmm. and my family and mm-hmm. I'm leaving that there. Mm-hmm. And then if you demonstrate that and you do that, not only is it showing something to your family and your own, mm-hmm. you know, girls, but yeah. your, you know, your employees know it too, yeah. right? So then yeah. they have permission to, to right. take on that stillness. Right. One thing that really was a big lesson for me is when I went into healthcare thinking, mm-hmm. I was going to really promote health and mm-hmm. I was going to be surrounded by people who were just yeah. getting healthier and healthier and healthier. And it was a really kind of a rude awakening mm-hmm. when I realized I was really just surrounded by so much sickness mm-hmm. in the workplace, including my colleagues, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge part of why I'm doing this, yeah. right? To yeah. really give people permission right. to be well. Cause what I've realized is usually companies and corporations, mm-hmm. 
don't know how to do that very mm -hmm. well. So you kind of have to take it upon yourself mm -hmm. with the exception of leaders like you who are more invested in that mm -hmm. for your company and your employees. Yeah. So health is hard to find in healthcare. Ironically, mm -hmm. how do you promote health and Foxtrot Marketing Group for mm -hmm. your employees and your teams? I love that question. I think I'm a work in progress when it comes to it. I think I think the number one thing is just making sure that our culture is one uh, that's highly supportive. And as I mentioned before, that the priorities are straight around your family comes first. Yeah. Um, making sure people know that they have autonomy over their schedule, mm -hmm. um, I think, is, is also really important. Um, you know, you, we hire people we trust. Yeah. We hire people who are high performing mm -hmm. and they are more than capable of getting their work done and managing their own calendar. Yeah. And I don't need to micromanage that. And so I think modeling that behavior of, um, I care about you. I want to build a relationship with you. This is not a transaction where I'm hiring you to do a piece of work. Mm -hmm. Like this is, mm -hmm. this is like, I want you to stay with this company. Right. I, I want, I like deeply care yeah. about you as a person yeah. um, and, and really trying to model that relationship building within my own leadership team. Yeah. But then having them, you know, model that behavior to their teams as sure. well. Right. Sure. It's about the um, ripple effect. Right? Yeah. About, right. The ripple yeah. effect. And and I would say the, the thing that we try to do with that, too, is really couple it with, you know, there's that softer side of like, I care about you. I want you to be successful and mm -hmm. I want you to be a happy person and we need to get results for the company. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the tricky part, right? right is right. how do you not lean one side or the mm -hmm. other too mm -hmm. far? How do you find that balance in the middle yeah. um, of, of being empathetic and being lenient when necessary, but also setting the boundaries and setting the expectations of what does success look like? Yeah. And then how, how do we achieve success together? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, you know, again, I think, I think that's like one of the, it's not really health related, but I think it's right. more wellness of creating that culture of care and support mm -hmm. and relationship building mm -hmm. that makes people feel comfortable at work, mm -hmm. that they can, mm -hmm. they can try new things. They're not afraid of failure. Right. Um, I'm not going to get mad at someone if they right. try something and it's a flop. It's like, okay, if it's a flop, first of all, like, let's, learn early right. <laughs> right. Yeah. but then let's let's actually document that and let's talk yeah. about the failures um one of my leaders who reports to me he has something called failure friday hmm. where every friday he gets up in front of his team and he talks about something he was bad at that week yeah and and then but more importantly what did he learn yeah right what did yeah. you learn from that and it's it's a you know it's a, a more vulnerable moment so so that's a big part of it for me and then I think you know the other thing that we're trying to do is is create this environment where people have, um, you know, just just they they really have friends at work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. I don't mean that in like a touchy feely weird way, but um, you know, you have people who support you. You have people yeah. who always have your back. You can take vacation and not check your email. Yeah. You can take time. Um, to totally turn off your brain and rejuvenate yourself, which is what PTO and vacation is for. Right. But I think we sometimes like bleed that line into like, yes, I'm on vacation and I'm checking email, right. you know? Um, so I think to me, that's like the cornerstone of wellness yeah. is just that culture of care. Um, but then also providing people with opportunity to, um, you know, achieve a, a career best or okay. achieve a career goal if that's mm -hmm. what they want and having a path for them you know, to get promoted or to try something different within the company if that's yeah. what they want. Um, so that's the number one to me. And then, you know, again, I, I think we're trying to 
build um you know I, I should take a step back we actually moved into a new headquarters building yeah about a year and a half ago now okay um and you know when we were designing the space we were really intentional about wellness and making sure that we had lots of natural light and we had you know access to public transportation networks mm -hmm. and we had access to outdoor space mm -hmm. and um i think those are really important things even yeah. though you know most of our employees are remote um, and, and have the option of coming into the office. There's a, there's a group of our employees who work in warehouse and production yeah. that are there all the time. And yeah. how do we make that space as, um, you know, as happy as possible right. for them, a place that they feel joy coming to? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, that sounds pie in the sky, right? Nobody, yeah. nobody feels 100% joy all the time right. coming to work. But um, yeah, we're just, we're trying to create and, an, you know, attract and retain people um, who also believe mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. a really, that's a, a beautiful answer, I think, to what people are looking for today in terms of health. So health used to be so associated with like the physical body, right? right? right. But now we're understanding mm -hmm. that it's emotional, it's mm -hmm. relational, it's spiritual mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. giving people a space where they feel like they are being nurtured yeah. and thought about mm -hmm. and cared for and whatever is being built or designed goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And same with that whole concept around PTO, yeah. which I think in all honesty, you hit something on the head where in healthcare, you know, that's hard mm -hmm. to create. Yeah. Um, and I think that directly correlates to the extreme burnout mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, people in the healthcare mm -hmm. field mm -hmm. feel. And we want to always kind of be on this, oh, we can't do anything different. But you can. You can. But you really can. It's hard. It's but not it's, easy. Right. It's very hard, yeah. but you can. Yeah. But you can. Um, and you're committed to it. And that goes a long absolutely. way. Absolutely. doesn't mean everything's done perfectly right away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've committed to trying to make it what you can for your employees to feel like they're emotionally, relationally, mm -hmm. um, you know, physically cared for yeah. in their space. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the other side of that coin, too, that that people don't talk about a lot is eliminating people who don't share that value or mm -hmm. people who create toxicity in the workplace or yeah. create drama in the workplace. Um, you know, I'm a big believer and even within my leadership team. We believe in the value of dissenting opinions. We believe mm -hmm. in debate. Mm -hmm. we, we have lots of debate about issues, uh -huh. but we never attack the person. Yeah. And so I've been very deliberate as we came in, you know, as I came into this company, you know, five or so years ago about, um, you know, that's how we're going to operate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it unfortunately, there, there were some people on the team that were causing um, um, just toxic relationships sure. and chaos and... I don't have patience for that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in some cases, we really worked hard because I, I think that sometimes people have like really high potential, but if they can't get there on the culture and the values, um, mm -hmm. you know, in some ways you can coach that, mm -hmm. but other times you can't. Right. Um, and so we've had to make some really tough decisions as yeah. well about, you know, this is where we're headed. This is the vision we have for, yeah. you know, for this company. And, you know, employee A, if you don't believe in that, if you can't jump on the bus with us here, mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's not a spot for you, right. you know, here right. as we're building this future. Um, and so those are crummy and really tough days. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I, I believe, too, they should never be a surprise. Yeah. You should always be talking and setting that expectation and having multiple coaching touch points and coaching conversations. Mm -hmm. So if we do get to that exit point, that person is they're never going to be taken right. taken by surprise right. so. so how do you cope with that personally like 
I've been in those situations mm-hmm. and the physiological response, mm-hmm. the emotional response, mm-hmm. the mental taxing, yeah. you know, components yeah. to those decisions weigh on you. Yeah. So how do you flip yourself out of that space to mm-hmm. get into like, okay, I'm okay with this <laughs> and I'm going to move into a healthier space and we're going to keep going on. Cause you have to show up in front of your team and be like, this was the right thing to do. I feel right. confident about it and right. we need to move forward. It's yeah. so like, how do you internally get yourself to a healthy spot with those tough decisions? Um, I, I think that it's um, a little bit of putting on a game face. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that because I, I, I genuinely believe like believe in like being authentic and how you show up. But in situations like that, and you, you have to you have to be that strong person for the team. And yeah. of course, the, you know, the person who may be leaving the company or did something, um, you just you just have to keep it take the high road, right? Mm-hmm. You just, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then move forward. Um, and then in private, I cry. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm not ashamed to say that, like crying is a big stress relief for me. Yeah. Um, I, I that. thank you for saying that because I took a <laughs> lot of vulnerability. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that, um, you know, as I was building my career and working in a more corporate culture, you know, there was always this belief that like, you know, you don't, you don't cry at work. Nobody, you know, crying mm-hmm. is vulnerability and it's, and I, and I, and I never do it at work in front of mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. that's kind of creating an awkward situation. Um, but I'm an emotional person. I cry at coffee commercials. Like those, you? oh, those Folger commercials. Like, yes, I know. Hey, isn't that crazy? You have a sensitive side. That's it's, good to know. Yeah. And so, so I, I do, those yeah. are sad moments for me yeah. Um, yeah. because it's somebody that I had a relationship with that mm-hmm. I, that I care deeply about who's yeah. on my team, who's not going to be with the company anymore. Um, so yeah, it is. Yeah. But then, but then I pick myself up and I move yeah. on. It's like a five minute moment and yeah. then I've got concealer in my handbag. And, you know, <laughs> You have your and therapy you, to cry, your concealer, and a glass of wine. You're like, okay, and then you move on, and you got you just yep. you just you just pick it up and you yep. move on and you create the next new environment. Yep. And um, but yeah, there is that like that moment of grieving of what mm-hmm. what was. And um, but yeah, there's always lots of new opportunity. Yeah. So. We'll return to rebel and be well in just a moment. But first, a few words about our sponsors. I want to say a special thank you to everyone at Self Esteem Brands. We are grateful for the recording space and support you have provided to our podcast platform and team. You can find more information about self-esteem brands in the show notes. We appreciate and savor every sip of Dry Farm Wines during our podcast conversations and every event at the Point Retreats. To find out more about Dry Farm Wines, find their link in our show notes. Thank you, Paddle North, for being our preferred Minnesota-based brand and company. We honor every memorable paddle. To find out more information about Paddle North, Find their link in our show notes. The Point Retreats and Rentals is situated roughly 30 minutes outside Brainerd, Minnesota. The property's private peninsula boasts over 1,500 feet of stunning shoreline spanning three lakes on the pristine whitefish chain of lakes. Whether you need time to renew, reset, or reconnect, we have a space that can host your family, group, or team. Click on the show notes to find out more about the Point Retreats and the Point Rentals. What has been your hardest health lesson in life? Oh, um, I'm gonna get emotional about this one because yeah, I'm an emotional okay. person. Um, so I was di- I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. in 2018, mm-hmm. um, and you know I thought I was invincible yeah. up until that point. Um, I was healthy. I had healthy kids. I was, you know, um, go 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 go, and that knocked me down. Yeah, I. Um, 
you know, for me, um, I woke up one morning unable to speak. Mm. I couldn't, um, my brain was working mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as I could tell. So you're able to process. I could, yeah, I was able to process yeah. and I, and I, you know, I joke about this, but I was actually doing long division problems in my head because I was like, yeah. what? Like, is my brain working? Like, yeah. yeah, my brain is working. Yeah. But my brain and my mouth were not connecting to one another. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could make noises with my mouth, but I couldn't, I wasn't coherent. Yeah. Um, and being stubborn, I'm kind of a stubborn person also. Um, Patrick, my husband, immediately said, like, we have to go to the ER. Right. Like, this, this, we, we got to go to the emergency yeah. room. And I thought, this is stupid. Like, the, no, I'm not going right. to the emergency you were room. Because you said you were how old, 38 at the I time? I was 38 at yeah. the time. So you're not thinking, yeah. like, I'm 38, I'm not right. having a stroke. Right. Like, right. I can't, yeah, what is this? Um, And so, uh, yeah, so I ended up, you know, I was like, I'll go to bed, you know, it'll it'll go away in the morning. Well, it didn't. Um, and so I ended up driving myself to the emergency room. And, you know, that became, that began the journey for me, yeah. really, of... Um, you know, doing all sorts of scans and tests to figure out what was going on. Um, and I'm so lucky because I was diagnosed with my MS mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten to know more folks in the MS community, that's not always the case. They mm -hmm. can go for years with really vague symptoms mm -hmm. that, you know, this hit me over the head. Like yeah. I couldn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, so I got my diagnosis that day. Um, you know, they did an MRI and they found areas, um, in my brain, um, you know, that, that indicated that I had MS and then they also, um, took some spinal fluid to mm -hmm. confirm the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is all in the ER, all within like that this 24 is all, hours. Right, wow. right. Well, all within 24 hours. And I did not, I did not know a thing about multiple sclerosis. Right. I didn't have any friends or family who had the disease. Um, I thought I was dying. I, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Um, and so, you know, just, that's a quick halt to be still. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, just that, and you know, and I couldn't talk, so I couldn't like I couldn't talk through what yeah. I was feeling. Um, Could you write? Not very well. Okay. Not, my, okay. my hands were <laughs> my yeah. hands were kind of numb. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm so thankful though that I was diagnosed early. I was able to get on a disease modifying therapy mm -hmm. early. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I I just I again like I've learned so much about managing my stress mm -hmm. because I do like for me MS manifests itself in fatigue mm -hmm. and speech issues mm. and so if I get really fatigued or really tired like I was talking about before how important sleep is right um I find myself slurring words or I lose my balance um you might think I'm had maybe too much wine yeah <laughs> but usually um, she doesn't drink on the job not normally right yes um so and like my super high heels that I used to love wearing are a yeah. thing of the past because <laughs> right. my, my balance doesn't allow for that yeah um but I just feel so fortunate I mean in the scheme of things that again I was diagnosed early I have an amazing healthcare team mm -hmm. that helped explain to me what this disease is mm -hmm. and how you know the, the different options that I had going forward um, and really took an educational approach mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. versus just a this is a thing you have take this pill go home right, right? right. Um, so I'm forever thankful for that um, but yeah and, and today you know I do take you know conventional medicine mm -hmm. um, to help me treat yeah. the disease yeah. um, but what I've been learning more and more about are these ideas and these different philosophies about just autoimmune disease in general mm -hmm. and how to manage inflammation in your body and different ways of eating. And um, I've, I've, I would say I'm 
I am getting better mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at, at um, embracing some of those things. I try to eat a Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Far from perfect because I do love my Halloween candy. Yeah. Um, but, but I, you know, I've, I've, I'm learning a lot about, um, you know, the, the connection between your gut and your brain mm-hmm. and how important that is. And just overall, um, you know, just how to, how to yeah. eat, eat to, live right right yeah, yeah to thrive and yeah. how important those nutrients are so. and to heal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and before that was your lifestyle really different like before that day when you landed landed in the er was your lifestyle really different than it is now oh absolutely absolutely i didn't exercise mm-hmm. i would i would like do an occasional yoga class mm-hmm. and say like that was my that was my exercise <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> If I do a yoga class once a month, that counts, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and um, yes, I, I my, my diet was very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was I was always on the go, and so mm-hmm. I was always eating on the go. Um, and I yeah, I've I've just I've just been more intentional, right? Yeah. About, um, you know, I um, it, yeah, it just it really hit me hard. It made me yeah. really reexamine kind of all areas of my life yeah. and you know specifically that stress management the sleep the diet mm-hmm. um yeah it's been it was a really it was a big, it was a game changer right it was it was just an absolute like thought I was invincible and then this came along and yeah. um and and I don't know what the future holds right like I have um you know I'm part of an MS network now where some of the some of the people in that network they have severe disability mm-hmm. um and I I've, I've had to kind of think through like that could be my future. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the disease is highly variable. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks different in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm trying to do now is, you know, partner with my healthcare team um, to try to be as healthy as I can for mm-hmm. as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And that includes, you know, both, you know, that conventional medicine yeah. um, and the DMT plus, you know, some um, the, the diet and exercise right, piece of it, right. that's really important. So, and they're both incredibly important, especially mm-hmm. when you have something like yeah. an autoimmune disease, right? right. That's yeah. of significance. Like mm-hmm. you had, but what a huge life disruptor, right? Or like mm-hmm. a big life changing moment right. for you, mm-hmm. not just as a, you know, in your personal life and your personal, yeah. but also in your professional life, because yeah. you yeah. were such a go-getter and mm-hmm. you were so driven and are still so driven, but I'm sure that kind of flipped, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your, um, philosophies on life yeah. and work, yeah. um, tremendously. Mm-hmm. It, it did. And I think that, um, it, it made me, you know, I think it was really the genesis of that, like that be still, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that mantra that I have where mm-hmm. I know, you know, my doctor tells me all the time, you have to manage your stress. Yeah. You have to manage your stress. Um, and, and, and that was a big, um, that was a big part of what I was working on. Right. And, you know, making sure that I was taking that time to like shut my brain off, mm-hmm. get lost in the book, like mm-hmm. I was talking about before. Um, but that that stress management piece of it, you know, is really what my doctor has been emphasizing. And I also love he he encouraged me. He's like, keep moving your body. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is this diagnosis does not give you an excuse to sit on the couch. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, even if all you're doing is taking a very slow walk around your block, like right. you have to keep moving your body because if you don't, right. then you will lose it. Right. Yep. And, yep. and, use it, and lose it. use it or lose yeah. it. And so I just appreciated that, that combination of both, um, 
the more, you know, the more traditional medicine, mm -hmm. right? And and this, you know, the exercise piece of it and the, yeah. you know, he the was lifestyle. the one who recommended the Mediterranean mm -hmm. diet and um, the, yeah, the lifestyle yeah. piece of it. You can't, you know, you can't treat it just with the med. You have to treat right. um, some of the source of it. And, and, and I know now, and I think I've come to peace, like, I will have this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I just, yeah. and, and I just... Um, I, I've actually taken a, a stance of I have greater empathy for people mm -hmm. who have chronic illness. Mm -hmm. um, I think before my diagnosis, I had colleagues and friends who had chronic illnesses, um, and and my 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 feeling was always like, well, just push through it. Right. Right. Like, oh, you're feeling tired today. You have you have fatigue. Yeah. Just pull yourself together and push through yeah. it. Take yeah. a cat nap and push through. Right. And now I look back on that. I was like, oh, like how? <laughs> well, you, didn't, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so yeah. I just, I just have so much empathy for people who are managing these chronic illnesses and achieving these other amazing things in yeah. life, whether that's being an awesome parent or achieving great things at work. Because, um, yeah, it's a constant mm -hmm. balance mm -hmm. of, you know, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and mm -hmm. and, and managing and treating the source mm -hmm. of your chronic illness. Mm -hmm. um, but my, yeah, my philosophy on that has just completely changed because it, it you know, again, I, I look back and I was like, that was not a very sensitive approach of right. suggesting that someone push through it, <laughs> just push through, you know, just <laughs> like, like up. just like, That's the rebel. Yeah. put on your big girl pants and push through it. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. we all have challenges. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, I think it's made me a better leader and just a more empathetic leader um, for people who have not just chronic illnesses, but other, um, other things in their mm -hmm. lives that are mm -hmm. big challenges that I, you know, that are not easily solvable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure it's made you an incredibly compassionate leader. And I mean, you think of what your children are observing you push through, right? And you think about what your teams are pushing, watching you push through. Mm -hmm. And how do you communicate something like that when you're the leader of a company so mm -hmm. that you balance that? Like, no, I have, mm -hmm. I have strength and determination and drive, yeah. but I also really have to prioritize self-care. Yeah. Like, how do you give that message to people? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just a lot of you, you role model it, right? Yeah. You set the tone at the top and... Um, people see me leaving early yeah. and people see me working from home yeah. and um, people see me, you know, I try to post on our Slack channels, like, here's me at my kid's game. Here's, yeah. you know, like yeah. trying to demonstrate <laughs> those different things. Right. Um, so it's not an outright, like, here's Jill being a role model for wellness, right? It's like, it's like those little, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more authentic than that. Right. It's like those, it's not like you're staged, like, I'm going right, to do this thing. Right. And then it's yeah. like the little moments. And yeah. we, one of the things I'm also really proud of is we have volunteer paid time off. Okay. Um, and so I encourage like everybody at the beginning of the year has to make a plan for how they will use their volunteer yeah. paid time off. Oh, those so are like, cool. that's additional to the PTO that we offer. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like I, I, I have, you know, I, I'm a Girl Scout camp counselor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Ramsey County election judge. Really? <laughs> and that's my, that's you know, that's your volunteer time. That, that's yeah, my volunteer time, right? And, um, and so I'm very purposeful about like when I do those things, like making sure that I'm posting and encouraging yeah. my, the other leaders mm -hmm. in my company to do the same because if we're modeling those behaviors, mm -hmm. it, people are going to feel more comfortable yeah. doing that for themselves yeah. and. Um, and so that's been that, that, you know, I think that's, that's kind of how I do that is just those like frequent, but, um, more subtle messages. Sure, sure. Um, 
And then, you know, too, I think, uh, you know, like I had a leadership team offsite at my house a couple months ago. We started the morning with yoga and relaxation, you know, deep breathing, like setting the stage for the day. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, yeah, again, just Mm -hmm. kind of another example of how we take care of ourselves. Yeah. So So you're leading by example, which is one of the best ways to try to, right? (laughs) Well, no, it's always a work in progress, but the changes that you've made in these, Mm -hmm. you know, last couple of years Mm -hmm. in there are tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as a leader, right, probably people usually want someone they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And every human's going to have struggles. Mm-hmm. And every human's going to be faced at some point yeah. with uh, an illness of, you know, their own or a loved yeah, one. Right. And right. showing example of how mm-hmm. you can be compassionate to self, mm-hmm. you know, and to others in that is a huge lesson. And it gives yeah. your company permission to do the same mm-hmm. right. if you're doing it too. Right. Which I'm sure there were some internal yeah. battles there. Yeah. And, you know, at, at, at first, when I first got my diagnosis, um, I really debated, you know, do I, do I share this with anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people at work, my team, you know, they knew I was gone. Yeah. They didn't know where I was. Right. I could They're like, I'm in Fiji. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't talk. Right? So I, was like, I, can't really. I know. And how so, did you, yeah. How do you do so, that? So, um, you know, I'm so thankful. And, and again, I've, I just have the most amazing leadership team. Um, they just, they picked up the ball. And yeah. that week I was in the hospital, like the company thrived. The company did amazing. Right? Right. So I was like, I should be gone more often. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a better, different kind of vacation. Right. But yeah, I like your Fiji yeah. idea. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, and so I, th- I think it's just, again, I've been so fortunate because I've been able to like, like really create this, this team um, that we don't just collaborate with each other, but we're committed to each other. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're committed to the company's success. We're committed to each other's success. Um, and yeah, so, so I, I did, I had this debate. I'm like, if, if they, if they know that I, I have this diagnosis, uh-huh. are they going to think somehow that it's diminished my mental capacity? Sure. Are they going to think, somehow, are point, they going to yeah. think somehow that I'm not up to the job? Yeah. Are they going to think that I'm I need to be treated with kid gloves because yeah. I'm now fragile in some way. Yeah. Um, and so, did you think that are... about yourself at any point? Uh, no, I knew I could. I no, yeah. okay. no, it was okay. no. I I always knew again because cognitively I was fine. Yeah. Um. But and and I just um. And again, I think this goes back to that mindset that I have is like, I had a problem. Yeah. I make a plan to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I execute the plan to solve the problem, mm-hmm. and it's solved. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, this is how it approaches. And then again, I think the lesson for me was like, oh, this is a problem I can't solve so easily. It's really complex, and it, I, um, so I, I always knew that I was committed, um, you know, to to the work and to you know to getting better. Obviously, um, the future is always uncertain, mm-hmm. but um, but I, I, I yeah, I just I love mm-hmm. this company and I love my team and. Um, yeah, so it's, it was, but I, I'm so fortunate that ultimately, you know, the, the day I got my diagnosis, there are a couple of people on my team that I could be really vulnerable with yeah. over text because I couldn't talk. Yeah. Um, and so, um, they understood what was going on and, um, yeah, I, I ended up taking off, you know, mm-hmm. two full weeks after the diagnosis and I went back into it and, um, we talked about it, mm-hmm. right. We talked mm-hmm. about it and, um, but I'm, I'm glad that I let them in. Yeah. Because this is ultimately like they care about me as much as I care about them. Yeah. And this was ultimately something that they were able to support me through. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never received so many like flowers and baked goods in my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, can you make Mediterranean baked goods, please? Yeah, I have the Mediterranean diet goods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But it's so. that goes back to that. You know why the culture of creating a healthy mm-hmm. teams, healthy teams, healthy company, mm-hmm. healthy employees, right, is so important mm-hmm. because life happens, right, right. and you spend a huge part of your life at work, right, and so. A lot of times in life, those are the people that you really need to have your back yeah. when you need it. And that's a huge life event, especially at a young yeah. age. So a tremendous amount of accolades and kudos to you for oh, just you for having that mindset to yeah. be able thank to you. not only push yourself personally through that, mm-hmm. but to use it as a lesson to help drive you to be a better mm-hmm. mother, wife, mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm. in your company. You know, because yeah. a lot of people could have hidden in a closet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people could have decided to, you know, I have this huge diagnosis. I'm just going to drink wine and Mm -hmm. eat Halloween candy and, you know, just say, I can't control, I don't have no say in this, but you controlled your controllables really beautifully. Um, And I feel fortunate that I've had a chance to observe that both on a Mm -hmm. personal and professional level. So yeah, that's a really big thing to push through. I always try, I always try to have that positive mindset, right? I think the, your mindset is so important. And, and you, you referenced this, you know, in, in one of the podcasts that you did before after your dad lost his arm, right? Mm-hmm. It's about having that, that, okay, what can we make out of this? Mm-hmm. What's the lesson here? How do we take what's here and just move forward? Um, and, and it's not that like positive all the time and that toxic positivity, um, but it's just it's just taking it's it's just choosing your mindset and like yeah. you said controlling your controllables and mm-hmm. and for me I do feel so lucky because you know I can't say this enough like early diagnosis amazing care team and my, my disease is stable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I have um, yeah. I you know I'm so lucky because. Um, you know, most days I forget that I have MS. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. even, I don't give it, I don't forget it a lot. Which is a phenomenal right? thing. It, absolutely. But I also know that there's so many in the chronic illness community mm-hmm. that don't have that luxury. Yeah. Right. They're, they're reminded every, every single day, day mm-hmm. that they have this. And so I, I choose to take that approach or that mindset of, um, I, I am, you know, I, I try to take this diagnosis and I try to find the best in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's my, that's me looking for the silver lining. Yeah. So when well, yeah. sometimes, you know, I mean, a lot of times in life, right, that's what you have mm-hmm. to do. I mean, what yeah. else, you know, can you do? Adversity mm-hmm. can, you know, destroy you or it can create growth. And it right. doesn't mean it's easy. Right. The growth right. and the learning is not easy. Right. But yeah. it can, yeah, definitely yeah. lead you down a better path right. than the other. Exactly. So, exactly. So. You're amazing. Mm, thank yeah, you. You're amazing, girl. Thank you, Krista. Yeah. yeah. I know. It actually, it caught me when I was doing my homework last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did write your core shared values, right, of the Fox yes. Family. And they're beautiful. Yes. So it's honesty, bravery, love, wisdom, mm-hmm. humility, truth, and respect mm-hmm. are all Ojibwe grandfather mm-hmm. teachings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have that as part of your core values mm-hmm. and your mission mm-hmm. statement. So if you go into our headquarters at Foxtrot, like those are, those are on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also a believer. You can't just stick them on the wall and expect people to actually, you know, know what they right, mean. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, we try to start every leadership meeting talking about like, what is somebody's favorite core value and yeah. why and yeah. how have they lived that in their life? Yeah. Um, I also am so appreciative that love mm-hmm. is a core value. That is not a traditional value mm-hmm. for people in a, you know, in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a corporate, in a corporate setting, inside, right? Yeah. A corporate setting, but it gives us permission to actually show that caring and, and build those deep relationships yeah. and just show, be vulnerable with each yeah. other. Right. And so, um, so love as a core value 
I'll, I'll admit, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, really? This is, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do I feel about this? But it is like, I can honestly say that, that the, the people that work at Foxtrot, the people that I have the pleasure of working side by side, I love them. Like yeah. they're, 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 they're your just, work family. Yeah, they're my work family. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're committed to each other. And, um, so I, I yeah, I, I just think it's remarkable that the tone that MLCV yeah. has set and how they have, you know, really, really honored their history. And yeah. I, I learn something new, Yeah, you know, every, every day, every interaction I have. Uh -huh. So, mm -hmm. and how ironic, right? Love I'm just going to put in a little know, shameless right? plug for Foxtrot <laughs> Marketing Group here who created these love work hugs <laughs> for us at our last um, retreat for uh, any time fitness MCOs. Yes, but yeah, yeah similar philosophies, mm -hmm. right? That, that shared mm -hmm. value of the fact that yeah. it's important to show you know, love in a lot of spaces, right? And love can look a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's romantic love, but this is like family, you know, a family work life relational love um, that can be a, a really important core value. Yeah. yeah. And I think the tradition of the Native American history is within their tribe, within their families, they showed a lot yeah. of love, right? And their life was work, like right. life was right. work all right. the time yeah. just to survive. It was a survival mm -hmm. mechanism. So you had to yeah. Yeah, love each other through that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really beautiful. Absolutely. I'd love to learn more. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Yes, it's, 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 yeah, I'm always learning about that. Yeah. I'm always so curious and, um, well, maybe we'll have yeah. to take a field trip together. We will. Yeah. I'll take mm -hmm. you to that museum. Take me to that I spent, museum. yeah, I spent probably three hours just wandering around and they have these really cool interactive displays and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it, it, you leave with this amazing appreciation, yeah. um, for, for the people and for the land. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a remarkable spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I'll put that on yeah. our to-do list. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually going to lead to my next question. Is that something you hope aside from this, aside from our field trip, what's something that you hope to learn or experience in the year ahead? Mm. Oh my goodness. That is a fantastic question. So, so it's, it's interesting. So I turned 40 this year. Yeah. And I feel like, like with the dawn of this new decade, <laughs> <laughs> you say that in a little bit of a morbid tone, like, no, like crap, fifties no, out there no, somewhere. I know. Yeah. No, but I was, I was really excited to turn 40. Yeah. I think like, I think that every birthday it should be celebrated. It yeah. doesn't matter how old you're turning. Um, life is precious and it's just, yeah. I, yes. When what you learned between and, 30 and yes. 40 is like a oh, lifetime. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime. Um, so I, I, what I, what I'm trying to learn or, or want to experience is just how to be more self-reflective mm -hmm. and how to really truly listen to my inner voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm getting there with that, with that stillness and that solitude that I talked about before. Like your gut intuition. Right. Right. To? So, um, yes, I think for a long time I've listened to what other people said that I should be doing, mm -hmm. but, but really getting still and, um, you know, to paraphrase one of my favorite leadership, um, people, Doug Lennon, yeah. like, what do I want for myself? Yeah. Not, not what, what are other people telling mm -hmm. me I should want, mm -hmm. not, not, not what society is telling me I should want, but what does Jill actually want for herself? Yeah. And, and then how can I, you know, again, make a plan mm -hmm. and, um, and start, start going after those things, right? Yeah. You know, I like executing a plan. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but what a but great reflection yeah. as you hit um, 40, right? You have the mm -hmm, wisdom of mm -hmm. the first half of your life now kind of under your yeah. belt. Yeah. So with that comes kind of that privilege mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. of going, what do I want the second half to look like? Exactly. And filtering yeah. out kind of all of the worldly expectations yeah. and going, yeah. what are Jill's expectations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think for a long time, it was like, what does this boss want me to do and mm-hmm. to be? What does um, what does this friend or this group of friends or what does, you know, like, what does the school that I'm going to want me to be? Um, you know, it's like, yes, that's input into mm-hmm. all of this. That, that, that's an opinion. Um, but I think it's just really getting true with myself about what do I want? Yeah. What do I want the next 40 years to look like? Yeah. And, um, and the, yeah. And then how do I, how do I make a plan to go out and mm-hmm. do those things? Because mm-hmm. I think it's sad when people have that, the, that, that self-reflection, but then they don't actually go out and do it. And they mm-hmm. look back and they say like, oh, I wish I would have done that. And I wish I would have done this. And, um, so yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's one thing I want to get better at is okay. just, um, you know, listening to my inner voice, mm-hmm. not listening to what others think I should be doing, but mm-hmm. like, but really, truly, what do, what do I want? Yeah, which is mm-hmm. a phenomenal goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, right? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everything else can kind of come and go mm-hmm. with, you know, yeah, um, in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's what's kind of like you, yeah. yourself, and mm-hmm. I standing mm-hmm. there at the end of the right. day. So it's that has to be really important, <laughs> right? So you're valuing that, which is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which so. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I just want to say thank you for this wonderful, enlightening, inspiring conversation. You're an incredible human oh, who I'm honored you, to know. And for those that don't know, I'm also related to you, which I makes know. it all that much more awesome. <laughs> yes, I love you. <laughs> Speaking of love, love maybe it's more appropriate because we're cousins, yes. but I do I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. And thank you for being here with us today. And cheers. Cheers, Chris. To loving thank you. in multiple ways. I love it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. I want to say a special thank you to everyone at Self Esteem Brands, the parent company of Anytime Fitness, Waxing the City, Bar Method, Stronger You Nutrition, and Base Camp Fitness. We are grateful for the recording space and support you have provided to our podcast platform and team. You are a true example of what it means to rebel and be well. You can learn more about self-esteem brands via the link shared in the show notes below. We appreciate and savor every sip of Dry Farm Wines during our podcast conversations and every event at The Point Retreats. As a health and wellness platform, we are grateful to have a pure and unique wine that is free of sugar and additives, grown on small family farms, and brings a bright and soulful and vibrant glass of wine to share with the community we love. Cheers to our Dry Farm Wine friends and family. You can learn more and order your own bottles of Dry Farm Wine by clicking the link provided in the show notes below. That simple and serene moment when we glide across the lake at the Point Retreats on our Paddle North paddleboard is one of the most cherished moments. It's a gift when we and our guests blend into nature and lose track of time and space as we soar across the pristine whitefish chain of lakes. Thank you, Paddle North, for being our preferred Minnesota-based brand and company. We honor every memorable paddle that brings great clarity and balance. Click on the link provided in the show notes below to see all the incredible lake gear available with Paddle North. The Point Retreats and Rentals is situated roughly 30 minutes outside Brainerd, Minnesota. The property's private peninsula boasts over 1,500 feet of stunning shoreline, spanning three lakes on the whitefish chain of lakes. The Point property is owned by two purpose-driven leaders who share a strong desire to lead others to optimal health and well-being. Our team believes in proactive, modern-day health, shifting our mindsets to valuing quality of life in the same capacity as we value quantity of life. 
We aim for every experience at the point to enhance and deepen your whole being health by providing many opportunities for well care during your stay. Whether you need time to renew, reset, or reconnect, we have a space that can host your family, group, or team. Click on the show notes below to find out more about the Point Retreats and the Point Rentals.